Welcome, everybody, to Fragrophilia episode four. Thank you guys so much for listening. We have a show that we're really excited about tonight. We have some listener questions to answer. We have our samples picked for the game. And we also have some news to pick off where we left off in, I think, our last episode. Our sample of Vanille Leather, the latest release from BDK Parfums, arrived. It's a Herod's exclusive, and Jeff is actually wearing it tonight. I am. I wanted to spray it on one more time before we went live with this because, I don't know, the first impressions, it didn't really hit me very well. It was a little too soapy floral, almost dryer sheet floral, and I still can't find the leather. Yeah, it's really not delivering on the leather, but it does smell much yummier than I expected. It really leans into that gourmand side of the vanilla. And to me, like just smelling you at a distance, it does that kind of gooey caramel kind of vanilla base that you know maybe isn't my thing and i know it's definitely not your thing but it smells pretty good it gets better each time i wear it first time disappointed second time I'm like hey you know it's not as bad as i thought the first time now i'm kind of liking it i don't think i would ever love it but it's uh it's opened up and i will say the dry down is much better than the opening yeah and becomes just you know kind of a more comfortable accessible comforting scent i can see a lot of people are going to really like this because it does do vanilla really well i think that bdk is a brand that does like this kind of sweet Mm -hmm. almondy tonka chocolatey fragrances they they do a lot of those kinds of notes so i think that they've handled it really well here yeah and i think it's a great balance of there's some good sillage good projection seems to last a while when i wore it the other day i smelled it throughout the day and so i think i don't know Yeah, I think it'll be popular. Yeah, I think that we're going to see a lot of people talking about it. And uh, speaking of new things on the horizon, this was a very exciting announcement. This one I'm very excited about. Yeah, because Jeff and I, we are huge fans of Byredo, the brand, but just they also have the Night Veils collection, which is like their X-Tray releases. And they announced the sixth sixth Night Veil that is coming out. It's called Rouge Chaotique. Love it. I didn't know what to expect when I first saw that name because I think when they announced it earlier in the week, they just kind of discussed it was going to be a gourmand oud. But now we're getting a little bit of notes, which are cassis, bergamot, lemon, saffron, plum. Pyreta loves a good plum note. Praline, oak, oud, papyrus, or papyrus. I always get it wrong. So I'm I just going to say it both ways. Somebody's going to have to write in and tell us how to pronounce it. I'm an Indiana boy. Don't punish me. <laughs> and then finally, patchouli. I think it sounds great. I'm very excited to try this, even though it's being listed as a gourmand. I don't know. I always feel like he gets a little tricky with his gourmands. Yeah, I can actually, I can't think too much of another Byredo gourmand. I guess I have one, the um, Seven Veils, which was a limited Veils, edition yeah. release. I actually do own a Byredo gourmand, and that is a wonderful perfume. They need to re-release that as one of their Night Veils. Would you consider Eyes Closed a gourmand? Probably not. In the doc- has, in a Dr. Pepper kind of fashion. It, it, it smells like cola. It does. But supposedly it's already available in Europe and it comes out in September-ish yeah. somewhere in the U.S. I'm so really excited So we're going to have to wait a while before we can you know, report back on that. But we're really excited. We are huge fans of the Night Veils collection, as we've said. In fact, we were kind of going over a couple of them this weekend. We love Rain de Nuit and Casablanca Lily. Those are stunning. And of course, yeah. Jeff owns Cellier. I wore Cellier last night. It's a stunning fragrance. Jeff owns Cellier because you bought it for me for Christmas as 
It was top of my want list, and I love it. And recently I talked about how I like wearing it right now with Molecules 01 and Lily. It's a beautiful combination. You mean Molecule 01 plus Iris? No. It's Lily. Or um, Iris. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, you've been holding out on me. I didn't know. Yeah, it's a special one. I didn't know you, Molecule 01. They just made it for me. <laughs> a, um, but yeah, it's it's, I don't know. I, that line is so strong all the way through, and I'm really excited. I'm super excited, yeah. Um, we also have some listener questions to I answer. Know. Thank you. Thank you so much for sending them in. We had one via Instagram, and one they emailed us directly, which was very excited to see the Fragrophilia email inbox get a little action. The hotlines are lighting up. I know. I know. Watch <laughs> out. Uh, this one actually comes from Lucia. She's in San Antonio, so Texas oh, Pride. Nice. And uh, it's not a long email, but I'll just kind of sum it up. She was curious about how we began to gravitate towards more challenging fragrances and what occasions we would choose to wear them in, especially um, with a baby that we have, you know. And she also has a 15-month-old, and she was Aww. just kind of curious. Um, so how we began gravitating towards challenging fragrances, I just have to say... Apparently, my nose has always skewed that way. Yeah. When I um, first bought my first niche perfume, I wasn't buying it like, oh, I'm getting into perfume. It was just, you know, I was going through the Barney's counter here in Dallas and uh, Serge Laton just had my heart right away. And I think the first one that I bought was Fumari Turk, mm, which is yeah. a kind of animalic, skanky fragrance. And I was, <laughs> I was like, you know, uh, 19 years old, maybe 18, and I was like, "Oh, this is, this is my dream fragrance." So that is not really, I think, what most 18-year-old girls would probably no. choose. So clearly, my taste has always been my taste, and I still have that bottle. I still wear it. I need to get a new one. It's almost done. Um, but you know, I also want to say, with regards to maybe somewhat challenging perfumes, you do have to think about perfumes of the past. You know, um, think about you know, taboo, um, you know, even Shalimar can be a little bit... Koros. Koros. Uh, all of those perfumes of the past, perfumes history is maybe challenging to the modern nose. It's only recently that I think that we've enc we're encountering a lot of these like cozy, yummy, caramel, vanilla scents or just really light, polite florals. Those are like a pretty recent development. Very much in the 90s too, which was a response to the strong like late 70s and yeah. 80s. You get, you know, all the Calvin Kleins and the kind of unisex clean scents, the skin scents. So if, I think like if you are maybe a little self-conscious about wearing something that maybe is a seems a little bit challenging to you i also think that the tide is turning a bit and we are getting back to some of the roots of perfumery and perfumes are becoming a little bit more in depth we're a little bit over the you know glossy easy floral thing so you know as fashions change your jeans change your 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 scents change and i do feel that we're in a time of slightly more challenging fragrances do you agree I agree. And I also think it's just one of those threads you pull on and it just, you keep pulling on it. Like, you, you know, we've talked, you've always had a, um, a kind of a, a unique nose when it comes to that, but it's like things like Marlou's Ambilux. When you smell that, it like opened even more yeah, doors for you. That actually and, got me much deeper into perfume when I discovered Marlou. I'm like, I was very intrigued by the exploration of challenging notes for sure. And I think that's the same for me. It's just, it's like food or music or anything like that. You like one thing and then you want to kind of pull on it a little more yeah. and learn more and more. 
Now, as far as where you would wear them, I mean, we're not wearing them to an office or we're not wearing them out to lunch with the parents or anything we like that. We are two but... people who are married to each other, live in the same house, and like weird perfumes. That is an advantage in finding places to be able to wear Ambilux. <laughs> yes, but we would still wear them out. If we were going out for cocktails or if we were going to like a, a, a concert or a, out with friends, I would wear them there. I just wouldn't yeah. wear anywhere. I would wear Ambilux like to a concert for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Challenges. I mean... You know, half those people are smoking camels out in the parking yeah, right. lot. So it's like, what do they know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that just grows with you as, as, you know, your nose develops. I mean, the way we smell fragrances now is different than it was six months ago, yeah. two years ago, five years ago. So it's, it's, it's fun. And I do understand, you know, not wanting to wear a ton of scent around a baby. Yeah. Because Henry picks up whatever. If we wear scents around Henry, he picks up whatever we are wearing. Yeah, we're very. He definitely about smelled that. like uh, vanilla leather when we were putting him to bed tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which so took, we'll, which took like two hours. We'll come back next week with his thoughts on yeah. that. So. <laughs> Henry will do his sense of the week. Um, the second question is from Sh- uh, Shauna, who DM'd us, and uh, she would love to see how we organize our collection. She's intrigued by the conversation about the tray, which is where we have our weekly fragrances, and how we store and keep our perfumes. So I lucked out when we did our last move, when I was, you know, looking for furniture for this house, I found the most beautiful uh, green antique chest, and it is kind of the perfect perfume storage cabinet. And right now that's where all of our full bottle collection resides. We will take a picture of it and post it because it's, it's like the most adorable piece of furniture. I feel so lucky that I found it. But I will also say as somebody who goes to antique shops and you know thrift stores a lot i don't often come across pieces like this you do kind of have to be on the hunt for the perfect dark little cabinet which is not something that i think um maybe modern furniture makers are making not in the way that that those are made i mean you see a lot of people using ikea shelves and things like that yeah which like if they're i think the whole perfumes are going to you know if they're exposed to light, they're going to fall apart. I think that maybe people are a little bit hyper-reactive about that. I mean, it depends on how big your collection is. I think if you only have five perfumes and you keep them out, it's likely that you're going to go through those perfumes before any of them go bad. Yeah. Don't you think? I would think so. People get a little hysterical about the perfume storage yeah. I mean, on I, TikTok. I, I, so don't let them think that if you have you know, your perfume on the counter, like it's just tainted right away. I mean, I think it would take a while, a long while for a perfume that's been on the counter to really go bad. Yeah, we don't want to necessarily advocate keeping them in your car or throwing them in front of your, <laughs> you know, your your bay windows or keeping them in the you know, in the bathroom all the time or anything. But uh, if you have four or five fragrances, you want to keep them out on a cabinet in your living room. Mm-hmm. It's it'll be fine. And uh, but also as far as organization goes, just a, a little note is we tried organizing our fragrances about a year ago by genre or you yeah. know, type like uh, florals and ambers and things like that. And now we do it by brand and we, we see people go back and forth on that with larger collections. But to me, it's just easier to keep order because what was happening was I would pull out a fragrance that was both a floral and an amber. And yeah. then I'd start to get confused <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wait, were we keeping this in the florals or were we keeping it in the amber? Well, it could go into the woodies. You know, it's like, 
So it, it became yeah. too, all of a sudden, all the fragrances started shifting to one side of the cabinet. Yeah. I mean, and it just, we, just like, like, we like an amber fragrance. So the, the yeah. amber side got pretty, pretty stuffed. So it was just easier in the end to just go through and keep them all in brand and alphabetical order. And then have our tray where we can just grab those five, which is out in the open. So, I will also say that our our little cabinet that I love so much and is so perfect for storing our fragrances, it's almost full. And it will be time for us to start shopping for a new piece of perfume storage in our house. And um, we do have a baby in mind to keep uh, when we're doing that. So we're going to maybe update you when we find our dream yeah. piece. So it will need some kind of timestamp and code and no handles <laughs> yeah. and definitely no sharp edges. Yeah. We're going through baby proofing our house right now. It's, it's, it's <laughs> scary. It's, it's vast. So I think we should get to our sense of the week. And oh. thank you all for yes, writing thank in. Thank you that so, is so much great. for writing in. We're Anybody so happy that everyone's listening. Thank you. To write in, please do so, and however you choose to find yes, us. Yes, we hope that we answered your questions, and thank you so much for taking the time to write them. All right. Give me your sense of the... Or, you know, I'll go first. Yeah, you go week. first. Uh, first off, I went with Taroni by Ordo Parisi. I'm, you know, Brand Sense is going through an Ordo Parisi phase on uh, TikTok. And that's a, an account everyone should follow. And I just we had to follow Brandon. through. Um, Taroni is one of my all-time favorite fragrances. And it reminds me of a Soundgarden song called Rusty Cage, which is was covered <laughs> by Johnny Cash, famously. And there's a line in there called uh, where he says, burning diesel, burning dinosaur bones. And that is the perfect, just, that, that's what Taroni smells like. It was quite a choice for the 100-degree heat this week. I know, but just, I'm burning diesel just, and burning dinosaur bones, you know, it's just like, I love it. And, um, and I just think it's, I don't know, I kind of like some of those fragrances that are just going to kind of get even hotter in the heat. So I kind of understand. I mean, Tironi is so smoldering, but also Tironi is such a sexy fragrance for a man. If I can just say that it's, oh. it's one that you've worn for so long. And it's like, when I open our, you know, kind of coat closet by the door, I feel like I always smell Taroni because it's always yeah. on your coats in the winter and it never goes away. Yeah, because it's great it. in the winter because it makes you feel yeah, warm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, beautiful fragrance. Next up, uh, in a similar vein, Open Sky by Byredo, which to me is their best citrus scent. No offense to Pulp. They're both being discontinued. Open Sky was always a limited edition anyway. Um, but... It's pomelo and kind of grapefruity up top. You get black pepper. There's a bit of a weed smell to it. Um, but to me, it's always just reminds me of summer. It feels like 4th of yeah. July. Yes, it does. It smells totally. a little like those bug spray trucks that used to go through neighborhoods and, um, and oil dripping on hot pavement. It really does. And it's just it's awesome to me. I love it. And um, It's so juicy. Like this, it The is. citrus there is really comes at you. But it also has that waft of like outdoorsiness. Yeah, it has more to it. Whereas I've seen a lot of pulp conversation because it's being discontinued and people are, are a little sad about that. Um, and I just felt like pulp was always just so candy, citrus, mm -hmm. orange, that it was a little too much. And I feel like with Open Sky, you, you brought in so many different elements. It was a really creative fragrance and it was very strong. It is very strong. I love it. And... I'll be sad when I don't have it anymore. It's an all-time Jeff banger at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine you without Open Sky. You wear it constantly. Um, and again, I, I mean, I'm a Byredo boy. 
I don't know what it is. I'm turning the clock back to 2012 or 2009, but it is, that is a story for another day. But I just love my Bayeredos now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And finally, and I think this is one that we shared, Chapel Factory's Pura Lux, which I always, for some reason, think of as a false scent. I have no idea why, because wearing it this week, it's so alive. It's so fresh. It's so clean. It transcends seasons. Musk, there's, um, I, I don't know, there's just kind of like this incense smoke. When you hear in religious ceremonies where you used to bathe by incense smoke, it's like, this is what I imagine it to smell like. It's real clean. It's not like charred wood smoky. No, it's, it's just not so that smoky pretty. incense. I don't think that there's so incense pretty. in the notes, is there? Uh, I feel like maybe there is. I don't know. They're very big in incense with the whole line, so. I think that this is the one scent that is devoid of incense, but I get that kind of cloud of smoke that you talk about because it was a scent that I wore so much this week, too. Yeah, I loved it. And I, it has this kind of um, celestial theme. I think that it's kind of related to the, the whole idea of Chapel Factory is obviously it's very spiritual. And I think that it is very related to this idea of like entering heaven. And there's a ton of white musk and ambroxan and pink pepper and soft woods. And it's just, it's a dream. But I have to say, it's always been kind of like a creamy sandalwood, woody, peppery scent to me. But this week, I really picked up on the jasmine nuances in it. And maybe it's just the weather kind of drawing those out. And it was stunning. I don't know if it's the old power of suggestion. But when you mentioned that earlier in the week, that's then what I focused on, and I could smell it mostly on you, not as much on myself, but when you were wearing it and you'd walk by my desk and walk through the house, I could smell that, those white florals. It was so beautiful. Yeah, I don't know if it, maybe it's something, you know, post-pregnancy hormones, but the jasmine really jumped out with Purelux this week. I, um, I really hope that more people check out Chapel Factory, the line. It's really cool. I think they only have yeah. like four or five fragrances, and we're big fans of all of them, but this is the full bottle that we went with. Um, you can get it on ZGO. Such a cool brand. And yeah. this is, I mean, Pure Lux is heaven. It really is. They have a they've had one or two since this one's been released, and they, we really need to check them out because they it's a really nice line. Um, okay, I'm gonna pick off where you left off because Pure Lux was on my list on yes. Sense of the Week too, uh, and I I loved wearing that. That really kind of uh, set the tone for the week for me. I also wore O Capital by Diptyque, which is just a really brilliant take on a modern Chipra. It's so easy to wear. You know, it has the the rose and the patchouli and the pink pepper, and it does have major Portrait of a Lady vibes. But it is just so much more lighter, so much more wearable. It still has a sense of formality to it. And its, uh, it's sillage is enormous. It changed every room you were in. It made it better. I wanted to go back in that room when you were wearing it. You, you wore it at least two days that I can remember. Yeah. And it was, it makes, it's one of those scents that when you wear it, and even I like to wear it, when you wear it, you wonder why you don't wear it more. Even though you do wear it quite a bit. I wear it quite a bit. You love that fragrance, but it is such a beautiful, I'm so glad that you like it because it was definitely like something that I bought for myself that you weren't that into when we got it. So I'm glad that you've kind of like enjoy it because I think it is something that would smell great on a guy too. And especially for those that do like you, you brought up Portrait of a Lady. If, If you like scents like that, but want something that's a little cheaper, 
but it doesn't feel cheaper at all. I think it's no. A, I mean, they're no, they're different. Pretty I mean, expensive. Yeah. Um, but I think that this ties into our big conversation this week. We've been having a big rose moment. We yes, we started off in more simple ways. We wanted to kind of we were talking a lot about our want list. We spent a lot of time saying like, "Ooh, let's add this to the want list," or "Oh, I love this fragrance. I want to add it to my want list." But it's kind of this vague thing we don't actually yeah, have a want list it only it's, exists in our head yeah and no one's keeping track and lord only knows how many we've forgotten so we had been talking about like hey one night this week let's sit down and just type out our want list and then we'll see what uh, crossover we have what overlap we may have and so we did finally but we did there was also a reason why we wanted to sort through this and that oh. is because jeff ordered a Le labo sample set more on that later but I happened to reach in and try Rose 31. I think it was um, Thursday night. Yeah. And oh my God. It was like 8 p.m. when I put it on. You know, I was working in the studio. You were doing your thing. And I was like, as this scent was unfolding, I was texting you like, oh my God, Jeff, you have to try this. This is insane. Well, I told you a little bit of a story. Years and years ago, I'm talking 2008, 2009, uh, I was working for a company and we had this one client that would come in all the time and fill the entire, and it was a large space with this amazing fragrance. And I was always, I didn't want to bother him about it. And I had a coworker ask him one time and she told me that it was, oh, it was Rose, Rose 31 by Le Labo. And we had a Barney's here in Dallas at the time. And so I immediately went out and tried it and it didn't smell anything like that. And, and I think I was smelling it on the strip. I can't remember, but Smelling it again Thursday night when you wore it in your studio and walking into that studio, that was that moment. And I've been waiting so long to capture that moment. It's a long time yeah. to wait to rediscover a fragrance. And it was, yeah, because he started wearing Santal after that. And I guess I just always thought it was, oh, it must have been Santal 33. Um, but no, it was Rose 31. It triggered that moment. And it just, it triggered what became this big night where we sat down and went through fragrances that we wanted and it ended up mostly being roses. Yes. Yes. We were kind of, um, we wrote down everything that came to mind first that was on our want list, which was pretty long. And then we both went in and we did our own respective kind of top 10. And then we kind of looked where our overlap was on our top 10. And there was so many roses, Yeah, which kind of inspired us to dig out the the roses all of the roses on our want list just to compare them because Jeff's not that into rose. I'm a big rose lover. It's taken a while for Jeff to come around, and I get it. It can be a very feminine note. It can be a very overpowering note, and I think that I'm I was just so glad that you fell in love with rose. 31. Well, and sometimes it's just executed poorly because it's such a strong defining note, and as I've said before. Some compositions try and match that strength with all these other things that are just as strong or trying to be as strong. And then it just creates this weird, you either have to get real sweet and powdery. They can or, be very you know, sweet. And it just kind of, I don't like it. And, um, but luckily we have quite a few samples. And should I read off the list? Yeah, here are the roses that were on our want list in our War of the Roses. So first off, Portrait of, Port, Portrait of a Lady by Frederick Mall. Uh, Midnight Special by Ex Nihilo, Un Rose, or now known as Rose Tenir by Frederick Mall, Rain de Nuit by Bayredo, Oud Silk Mood 
by uh, Maison Fris- uh, Francis Bertrand, which we referenced last week in the in the uh, where you tricked me into liking that one. Uh, <laughs> Rose Thirty One, as mentioned by Le Labo, and finally Carrot E G by Maison Detto. And uh, and it was, I'll let you break down how we landed. Yeah, we're just we just want to run through this list real quick with you guys and go over our thoughts on some of them because these are all fantastic fragrances. Yes, there's a reason why they are on our want list. It was but, hard, but we ended up coming away with only two that are on our must have list right now. So uh, starting off with Portrait of a Lady, obviously all time perfume classic. I think that so many people who aren't even that into perfume know Portrait of a Lady. It's stunning. Um, it's Dominique Ropion, right? Yes. And it's got, um, it's a big patchouli rose with amber, but there also is like that, the spices too. Yeah, the cinnamon and cinnamon. the clove. It's, it's beautiful. It's one that took me a long time to embrace. And I didn't start to embrace it until probably in the last year. It's also one that it's like, I'm surprised we don't have it already. And it's, I don't know. I know. Well, my mom wore it for a long time, so I kind of always felt like, you know, that's her thing. I, you know, I wanted to give her space to wear that because Lord mm. knows Portrait of a Lady can take over a room, right? Oh, um, absolutely. The, my thing with Portrait of a Lady is I don't find it that wearable. As beautiful as it is, it's so loud. It, you know, it overtakes any space that you're in and it kind of crowds out your experience of any other fragrance. Um, I did wear it the night that I had that art opening at Tractor Beam. Yes. We got a sample of it. I feel like that was appropriate, but for that was a special occasion. And I just feel like my life is not special occasion enough to justify a bottle of Portrait of a Lady. Right. But I'm so glad that you like it now. Yeah. I mean, we will certainly, that it's, it still stays on the want list. Mm-hmm. This is not a, a removal of the want list. It's just not a want now, right now list. Um, how about Midnight Special by Ex Nihila? What are your thoughts on that? I love it, and as much as I would love to bookend our amber um, collection of the whatever the dark bottle ex nihilo is, yeah, so it's part are. of a three perfume collection yeah, which is, from ex nihilo, and we have two of them: Atlas yeah. Fever and Amber Sky. And Midnight Special is the third special one. Um, for this ranking, and I will say we went through and resprayed them again before we started tonight, and I actually I love it more tonight. I mean, I love it and. Overall, it's a fragrance I truly love. Mm. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Just the other night, it felt not where I was. It was a little too sweet and a little too airy. Yeah. It's a very candied rose and oud and saffron. It's spicy. It's warm. It's very feminine. Yeah. And it was, in, in some respects, like Rose 31, I feel like rose isn't dominant. It's there. It's obviously there, but it's not dominant. Mm-hmm. And I figure if I want a, a take on rose that plays with rose but doesn't make rose the featured note, I like rose 31 better, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just a quick, the notes are saffron, cinnamon, cinnamon, black pepper, grapefruit, oud, vanilla, and patchouli. Yeah, it's very lively with the, the grapefruit and the pink pepper. Ex, yeah. Ex Nihilo is just, there's a reason it's like probably a top three brand for me. Midnight Special And me, is so I mean, we, I don't think, it. I wonder if there will ever be a podcast, but podcast episode where we don't mention Ex Nihilo. Probably that would, not. Yeah. Probably um, never. And then after that's Un Rose, Rose Tanier. This is one that this you is me. really yeah. love. You're not into this and I can understand. I think you have to be a real rose lover. 
real rose head to get into un rose because it is fully focused just on kind of the rose petals. There's not even a lot of stimminess here. Um, man. Yeah. I honestly, I prefer un rose to portrait of a lady. Call me a weirdo. It's beautiful. It's poetic. It's so zoned in on what makes what makes a rose a rose. And I think I said this to you when we had our, our War of the Roses night. I said, spray the inside of my coffin with this if I happen to die before you. This is um this is the just the rose. This is like the celebration of rose in a pure form. Whereas portrait of a lady is you know, it, it, it's an identity. And this yeah, this is that's yeah, amazing you, way to put it. Yeah, you're you're putting a portrait of a lady is you're you're announcing who you are to to the world. Un rose is just this kind of internal like I'm wearing this. It's beautiful. I love it. It's not anything I would ever wear. It's a bit cerebral. It's very watery. Yeah. Um it's it's strange. I also I have layered un rose in the past with some sort of spicier scent and I feel like it plays well with others oh. because it is so singularly focused yeah uh, but you know i i'm not gonna put it high on the want list because i know that it's one that only i'm gonna wear and you're not gonna wear yes and no, i like I to share it. with you yeah um okay next up rain de nuit by byredo we said that we love the night veils collection this has been on the want list for a long time and i want you to smell it again right okay. now just simply because the other night when i sprayed it we have such a <gasps> little amount God. of it left yeah, in our it's sample almost all gone that I, I was trying to spray very gently. Okay. And is, I is think I missed. Plum in this? I believe so. Yeah, because um no, it's a black currant. Black currant, okay. Which again, by Rado, if there's gonna be a fruit note, it's Ooh. either gonna be black currant or plum. God. This is good. And I also wanna say, like, you could look at the the note list and think the skew's feminine. And I am telling you right now, I love Oh, scent. I love wearing but it. But I prefer yeah. to smell it on you. Like this, if you're a man listening and you're single and you're wanting to like woo the ladies or anyone, I mean, this works for anyone. This is so attractive on a man. Don't let the, you know, connotation of a rose fragrance, uh, you know, throw you off of this one. This is addictive. Yeah, it's, and it smells luxe. Like this is, this is a fragrance you know what you're doing. And we went to we went to Ooh, so beautiful. Breeze um right before I got pregnant last year. And I feel like we smelled rain de nuit several times when we were there. I just I yeah. so like I smell it and I associate it with being in LA and I must have smelled it there because uh, we didn't go into a Byredo store when we were in LA that time. No. Um yeah, it's just yeah. I think I remember you talking about that. Yeah, when like, we were there. I know it, it's something it's, that I've smelled before. Maybe it was somebody that I talked to there that was like wearing it, but I have a very specific memory of that scent and this time. Mm. Okay, moving on to Oud Silk Mood, which we already went over. I put it in the game um, for our last episode. It's one that I'm still very, very fond of, and I do prefer it over Oud Satin Mood. Yeah, I, I always will be, as I said last week, uh, a nude satin moon mad, but I really do like this only because, and I think I said this before, the oud stronger here. It's more celebrated. Yes. So you, you, you the oud and oud satin mood is kind of like, you don't even notice oud? it. Yeah. yeah you, you don't, don't notice it, it under it, all that marshmallowy violetness. Yeah. And, uh, but 
when it comes to a lot of these other ones, it didn't rank high for me on this particular list. Really? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I far as, that. I mean, there's most of these I would probably take over it uh, right now, but maybe I'm just a little bitter because you, you tricked me. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's high on my want list. And actually, I was talking about it with my mom because my mom has had a sample and she's like, oh, I want it so much. It's just so expensive. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should go have these with her and we should split a bottle. I can decant yeah. half for her. Um, anyway, moving on. To the two winners on our list. The two winners. The two winners that we decided are like must have probably within the next six months. And that is Rose 31 by Le Lavo. And yeah. Yeah, let's go into that one first because we had a freaking ride with this. I mean, yeah, you talked I mean, about your experience with it, but it's the cumin there that kind of drives me crazy. It is. It is the, the cumin. You have the olibanum and the lathanum in the base, which gives it kind of almost like a leathery kind of earthy resinous it's just it's such a there has to be some kind of um mm. ambred in there as well i think that there is yeah. yeah it has like a major skin scent quality going on so it, it's like that stunning rose perfume that you want but it also kind of feels like it's part of the body which is so genius and i actually as many rose perfumes as i've smelled i don't really think that there's anything really doing what rose 31 does and I cannot believe that we have slept on this this long because we do like some Le Labo fragrances. And I have not checked this out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, <sighs> it seems like it's one of the classics too. Of, yeah. Of, I, I hear people talk about Rose 31, not as much as people should be talking about Rose 31. I'm, I'm going to be, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's having a moment it with future. us. We're in our Rose 31 era. But I think it's, whereas I'm looking down this list and you see a lot of patchouli. You see a lot of oud, you see a lot of musk, but you don't see a lot of vetiver. You don't certainly don't no, see cumin. The vetiver there, is genius. You there. don't see like cedar, um, and gayak wood. So this has a lot of different. I mean, it smells different because it has a lot of different elements to it, and they True. chose a really brilliant way to celebrate the rose. Yeah, I think rose can often fall into a lot of genres. You know, certainly a lot of rose ouds, which is such a huge category. You know, they make them like kind of spicy and sweet. Then you have your like kind of earthy patchouli roses. And this just isn't kind of doing anything that you expect a rose to do. And it feels very modern too. Yes, very much so. And the other finalist from the list was Carrot EG by Maisonetto. It's a fresh earth and Turkish rose is the, are in the notes with carrot, patchouli, and amber. And to me, it's just. It, it's kind of a, a fresh, I don't know, gritty rose that has a little bit of kind of like greenness to it, a little bit. Their whole vibe of being horse-related and stables and, and green grass and all that kind of stuff comes through, but it is still very much a rose fragrance. It's just rose done in a way that I respond to very well. Yeah, there's something kind of like rough and tumble out in the open air about it. And for me, what made me choose Kara Ichi, not maybe above all of the other rose fragrances, because I love all of the other five fragrances that we listed, but Carrot EG maybe is doing, uh, taking all of those fragrances takes a little bit of what I love about a couple of them and just kind of meets me in the middle where I need because it's, it's 
you know, that patchouli rose like portrait of a lady, but much, much, much more dressed down. You know, it's uh, it is very outdoorsy and it's got that. I think that you said the Turkish rose, which I think is what is in the midnight special. Yeah. So, I mean, that really comes through and just sings to me, but it also kind of has this green, tender, innocent quality that Un Rose has. So it really met me where I wanted all those other fragrances to be, but it is stunning. And we will be, you know, uh, singing the praises of Maison de Eto a lot on this podcast. And if you haven't checked out the line, definitely get a discovery set. All of their fragrances are absolutely stunning. But Kara E.G. is one that we'll, we will definitely be purchasing in the next couple of months. Well, and the thing that I really like about it is when you get real up close to it, when you really dive into it and take a deep breath uh, you get that rose right in the initial blast but then you get all that patchouli and that just what they list as fresh earth it feels very vetiver again might have some ambrette oh it's scratchy God. and i love scratchy okay, but there's also you know it is an equestrian line and it could be you know the um the copy playing in here but this does feel like a little bit preppy to me too it does. That kind of old school patchouli rose thing can feel like a prep school girl. There's a little, um, not saddle oh, leather. God, this is it's more heaven. like boot leather. You know, it's just very underneath. There's something just very kind of scratchy, but not dry or, or you know, rough or anything. You know, it's just... honestly, I'm smelling it again right now and like, Portrait of a Lady is heralded as a masterpiece, right? Mm -hmm. So many people know it. More people need to know this. This is on the level of Portrait of a Lady, but it is just much more casual. Yes. I feel like I could wear this anywhere. Yes. Ugh. I agree. And I feel like this is the kind of thing you wear and people are going to be like, oh my God, what is she wearing? Yeah. If I smelled somebody wearing this, I'd be losing my mind. Hmm. That is so good. And that's yeah, why. we we made the right choices. Rose, I agree. Rose 31 and Kara EG are exactly, you know, where our head's at right now. We don't have anything like it in our collection. And I think they're very modern, you know? I agree. And to sum it all up, it was just fun to kind of, you, you, you create this long list of all these things you think you want. And it was nice to kind of just go through them all, pare them down. And I mean, it made it for a fun night. While yeah. our, you know, that, you know, while our baby slept. So that was fun. But it it's was just... especially fun for me getting my rose hater over there yeah. on the rose train. But it was able to, we also noticed some on the want list that maybe aren't really that uh, much of a priority yes. or anything like that. And we were able to channel it all down yeah. into something that we, you know. Is and a... I think we only come away with like three on the kind of urgently in the next couple of months want list, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. The other being... Casablanca Lily was the one we, yeah. we settled on. I'm but. telling you guys, the Night Veils collection, it took us a while to come around on it, and now we're, we're obsessed. We want them all. Pyredo boy. Yeah. What can I say? Pyredo girl, too. I think it's time to get to the game. Ooh, yay. Okay. All right. Okay, I have just sprayed Jeff his first blind sample, and uh, he seems impressed. I'm loving this because it's it's very rainy, wet earth and concrete, but not really petrichor. It just smells very not muggy day, but kind of like a, a, a just a wet, rainy day in March or September. Yeah, it's definitely big spring vibes. 
I'm trying to think of. Ooh, there's something almost minty in here that's uh, that's interesting. It's like a bergamot. Um, but yeah, the, the the things that come to mind is just that kind of you're sitting on the porch. It's raining. It's a little bit cool. Maybe you're having an iced tea. Maybe you're having a cocktail. I don't know. It depends on what time of day it is, I suppose. There is a nice woody kind of amber base that's subtle. It's still a, right now a very green, earthy fragrance. It's got to be bergamot. It's not strong enough to be like ro or uh, lemon or anything like that. Um, it's a very cool fragrance. It's a very green fragrance in terms of color. Who would I envision wearing this would probably be, I, I mean, myself. It's, it's someone over 30, under 50. And um, wow, it's just, it's, there's a little bit of like clay to it as well. Yeah, it's I definitely really get cool. that. I'm it's glad that you, really cool you called that out. That's a good way to describe it. So like I so said, you, spring or fall. Yeah. And you mentioned like drinking iced tea or having a cocktail on a porch on the weekend. Would you say it's a pretty laid back fragrance? Yeah, this is a casual fragrance. This okay. is not a night out fragrance. You could wear this to the office, but this is a Saturday day, you know, maybe okay. wear it Sunday. Maybe you go to the library with this on a Tuesday or something to drop mm -hmm. off some books before you go to the coffee shop. That's, it's a very easy breezy kind of fragrance. It's very modern to me. Yeah, I agree. This is not a classically blended fragrance. It's not, it's very now. It's doing its own thing. Um, and then it's very, it's, we said this kind of open and airy. Um, I would totally own this. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why I picked it. It seems like such a Jeff scent. There's a little bit of like a sandalwood or santal in there. There's, I don't know. What is it? Okay. I'm going to read you the notes. Yeah, please. Which are orange blossom, narrowly, ilang oh. ilang. I think wow. ilang ilang is the minty note you're picking yeah, up on. Yeah, I mean, ilang -ilang I'm can not, be weird I'm like that. failing this big time. Um, leather, artemisia, oh. galbanum. Wow. Ambrette, oak moss, Ambrette? and patchouli. I feel like you kind of nailed the vibe, honestly. I, I mean, I nailed the vibe. I'm not sure I called any of those out. But. I don't know. I feel like the way that they're blended, it would be really hard to pick any one of those notes out. Um, but this seems like such a use. scent. You get the olibanum now that you mentioned. I'm sure it's suggestive on some level, but there is a bit of. Isn't yeah. it cool? It's a cool fragrance. Yeah. What is it? Okay, so this is Le Siage Blanc by Ducita Parfum. Oh. And I want to say, I believe that this fragrance was first suggested to me by Hexprax on Twitter. Shout out, Kristen. Thank you. I think that this is our second sample that we've gone through of it. This is nice. Yeah. And I, I, I know that we. That line. Yeah, me too. I know that we uh, really liked it when, when it came up a couple of weeks ago when we were doing this game that we do before we were recording the podcast. And I don't know, it's like really growing on me. I think that we definitely need to add this to the want list and, and assess it. And then we can uh, do a sit down review of all of our different fragrances. It's again the galvanum for me. Yeah. Like I'm becoming such a galvanum girl, you know? It's, it is. This is a really nice scent, everyone. I'm already recommending it. it yeah. is, uh, it's Le it's Siage cool. Blanc by Decida. Okay. Um, I, th I think the theme of the week is kind of. Oh, yeah. Do you cool have girl. a theme? Cool girl fragrances. Cool girl fragrances? Yeah. 
cool girl, cool girl, cool guy, but they are floral centered. So I do say girl. And there I am gendering fragrances like a jerk. Oh, no, man. no, honestly, cancel. um, cancel, yeah, cancel me. Uh, Lisa, Le Siage Blanc is completely unisex. There's absolutely yeah, nothing feminine I, I, about I, that I whatsoever. Said, I, I, um, and I, I know a lot of men do wear this next fragrance that I'm going to spray. So wait, it's my turn. I, it's your turn to get. Oh, one. do we do that? I thought I did yeah. all. Okay. I don't know how we do our podcast. Apparently. <laughs> I've just handed you your first attempt. And I'm going to tell you right now, my theme is leather. Okay. And every one of these has saffron up at the top and a leather note in the base. Yeah, because I got a major saffron blast. Um, yes. And I feel like there's also like a lot of in here. It's, it's hitting me like a Baccarat wood, which I well, like. I'm a Baccarat fan. We don't own it, but I like Baccarat and I'm always happy to smell it. And I will tell you, yes, it is very noticeable and... When you look at the comments of this fragrance on a place like Fragrantica or even Base Notes, you're going to see a lot of references to yeah, Baccarat. Yeah, I, I can understand why. But this is definitely doing its own thing. It feels a little bit more uh, robust, a little bit more like petrol, motor oil. Yes. Um, boy, that saffron is really strong. Uh, this is... I think I'm thinking this is like a shimmering gold fragrance. Ooh. Yes. I think that the person wearing this is somebody who probably loves Baccarat, but doesn't want to smell like every other girl in the club. Um, there is something, honestly, a little bit club-like about this. This is not something that you could wear casually. I think that those really heavy saffron and kind of syrupy sweet um harsh leather notes they just they skew more nighttime and it's heavy it's a heavy fragrance um so is this more of like a niche brand is this for the heads is this it more is middle? i mean yeah it's a it's a it's a niche luxury brand it's uh I, let me give you a little bit of this particular one came out in 2019 it okay. captures the essence of florence in a red okay. ampoule the color of the magical moon and weaves the beneficial spell bestowing fortune on those who understand and admire it. This perfume, like the Florentine spirit, requires time to understand. Just as Florence does not disclose itself to everyone, only the chosen few expert noses can fully enjoy the creation's beauty. We've been to Florence. Does it smell so like is Florence? This, can I ask, is this an Italian brand? Yes. Okay. We don't get a lot of Italian brands here on the Fragrophilia podcast. No. Um... What era is the set in? I mean, this can only be a post-Baccarat fragrance. Sorry. I mean, there's a reason <laughs> that they made this. They know it would sell well. But it's really good. And I think that um, I can see a lot of people getting into this. I think it, yeah. I mean. This it, has mass appeal. It has mass appeal. It is, it is strong. I can smell it. It's very Predominantly strong. in this room but right I don't now. know. Like, I would wear this. Oh, it's, yeah. I, I really like it. Yeah. When, um. And it's not this, crystal saffron by Matier Premier. No, uh, when this it came smells in, smells a lot would, like that. It it does. It's a little bit more bigger, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the nice thing about Matier Premier is they do kind of channel the focus of their fragrances. There's not a yeah. lot of craziness going on. This has a lot more. Well, they certainly wouldn't be doing a Florence fragrance, so I don't know what I was yeah. thinking bringing that up. But um, this also has that, you know. Uh, Twangy metallic quality 
that some of those Would you like me to read the notes? Yeah. So we have uh, top notes are lily, orange, jasmine, and saffron. Okay. Ylang Ylang, magnolia, amber, lily of the valley. I don't get all these florals so much, but no. nice. Oak moss, sandalwood, birch wood, Tuscan leather, musk, and amber in the base. See, yeah. I, I get all that. All amber. those base notes yeah. are, are there, yeah. And I get all the woods, too. It's definitely not just leather, for sure. But it is very Baccarat friendly. Yeah. Adjacent. In a really good way. Yeah. We are not Baccarat haters. Would you own it? No, this isn't me. This is, or maybe not where I'm at, like right now in my life. You could talk to me maybe next year. Talk to you in November, maybe. Talk to me in November. Yeah, this is freaking July in Texas. I'm not into this vibe, but this smells (laughs) great. Okay, tell me who it is. It is... uh, Tiziana Terenzi's Spirito Florentino. You're so crazy for throwing a Tiziana Terenzi at me. I know. We received it. We made an order. It came in with an order. And I, I smelled it and I was like, wow, this does smell like Baccarat, but it's quite impressive. Yeah. And, um, and I really liked it. And uh, Yeah, great I would, I would totally wear it. I, I, we just don't have an occasion to wear it. Yeah. And we never smell Tiziana Terenzi I mean, you think because they're like $400 or yeah, so Yeah. You think vanilla leather is going to get on Henry? I mean, yeah, this thing will be boy, on Henry. Yeah. This, he'll grow up with this. That is kind of my thing about Baccarat. It's like, once you're wearing it, it's going to wear you for the next yeah. week. All right, so I'm ready for my second Well, one. I'm very excited to give it to you. <laughs> okay, I have just sprayed Jeff's second sample that I've chosen for him, and he seems to be loving it. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're bringing the big game today. Um, it's very piney and foresty, but also kind of vanilla. Um, it has some, I don't know if it's like an oak moss. It's got a little bit of citrus up top, but not a lot. It's very, it feels very clean. It feels kind of, there's a little bit of dirtiness and a little bit of yeah. skankiness to it in the base too. Um, Definitely a bit skanky. But this again, much like your first fragrance that you uh, provided, it feels like a rainy day. It's not too hot. Maybe that's where you're at right now. It's very kind of like woodsy and floral. And I don't mean woodsy as in woods. I mean, and kind of like there's greenery around and there's there's woods, there's earth. It's natural. It's, it's very, I mean, this could be a chapel factory scent. Mm, I can kind of see that vibe. Yeah. It's not strong it's not. enough to be like a Fisher Sund or or, or uh, a Jorum. Well, you're thinking in the right world. Yeah, but it's very kind it's of small brand. Is it like sense of wood or no, no, no? Does it feel a bit retro to you? Yeah, it does. I mean, not in a major way because I'm not sure that I've smelled these things together okay, in the way. This that it's is done. this is not a hint, but I was very interested when I was looking this fragrance up on Fragrantica after I chose it. The most similar fragrances, the, that little section on Fragrantica, uh, Musk Ravager, Shalimar, oh. and Le Labo Labdenum 18 are voted as the three most similar fragrances. What was the middle one? Shalimar. Wow. Those are all fragrances Eight. I know very well. Yeah. Yes, I knew, I knew that you did. So In love. I, I wanted to bring it up for that reason. This, smel- this, smels, this smells <laughs> and feels... A little bit more green than those, all okay. of those. Yeah. Um, but I get the kind of, you know how Musk Ravager has a little bit of, it's almost like a mentholated 
edge to it. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I get it. the muskrat jerk vibes, and this is something but that I, we have it, smelled several times, yeah. and it's like coming to me in a new way. Wow, now I feel like I should definitely know this. I don't offhand. This is very, this feels fall to me. I don't know. Like, I can totally see you wearing this. It's very light. There's something very kind of animalic to it, but it's yeah. not big. It's very a quiet animalic. It's almost like a, boy, I'm going to really kick myself when I, you tell me what it is. Do you want me to tell you who the perfumer is? Yeah. It's Antoine Lai. Who is the perfumer behind Wonderwood yeah. from Comme des Garcons. Also, Secretions Magnifique by Etat Libre oh, d'Orange. I know who this I know what this is. Dang. <laughs> I'm using dang. I'm trying to be polite here. Keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want me to tell you? Yes, please. First of all, note reveal. Bergamot, Russian birch tar, cinnamon, suede, Indian tuberose, cinnamon, Patchouli, tonka, and synthetic musk. Wow. This is Night Flower by Eris Parfum. Oh, nice. Wow. I kind of like, it's one that we've smelled a lot of times and I feel like we wanted yeah. to get into and we've kind of never really, it, we've never hit it off with Night Flower, but like smelling it today, I was like, oh yeah. This makes me want this to smell like Green Spell as well because I see a lot of people yeah. reference that one all as the, well as this one. All my fragrance girlies love Green Spell and I do like it too, but like I was seeing it on actually on a couple of uh, Fragrophilia homies for Grantica pages today and I'm like, you know what? We need to try that more. Yeah. But you know who also is a big Nightflower fan? Who? Fragrance Journey 01. See? He never leads you wrong. No. No, he no. doesn't. Yeah. People, check him out. YouTube. Fragrance Journey 01. He has the best taste. He has amazing taste. Um, Wow. Well done. Love that. I'm glad that that you like it. It really, it reminded me of you. It hasn't, it hasn't supplanted uh, Mabet yet because. Oh, shit. I mean, that's a whole episode. When when we get into Mabet, that's also very high on our want list. Very well known, well regarded, and stanky. So, (laughs) um, but, all right. So now it's time for your second one. Okay. Okay, you now have your second one. Again, my theme is leather. This is leather, but there's also something kind of rooty, floral, bit skanky. I do primarily smell the leather. There's also something like it's kind of a buttoned-up English gentleman scent, I want to say. Yeah, I could see that. Um, hmm. Yeah, it does feel a little bit old school, a little bit, um, it's a very tightly knit list of notes, I'm imagining, kind of all in the same family. I don't feel like there's a lot of wild card notes in here, but I could be completely off. No, it's a pretty uh, slim down list. Yeah, I mean, this color, like, it feels like a deep mahogany to me, these, like, navy, um, this... Feels like a bit of a patriarchal fragrance. Is is this marketed as like a men's fragrance? No, it is. Uh, I will say this: it's inspired by a certain type of uh, hobbyist or trainer's gloves. Um, oh, is this is this Falcon leather? Yes. Okay. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> I mean, you said a hobbyist glove. I don't know. You know, it's like Grimony. How many cents could that be? <laughs> could be the archer's leather. Yeah, I don't what know. Else? <laughs> This Mickey Mouse's <laughs> white glove. 
Oh, that now that would be a sound. <laughs> Actually, like I do want that. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, you still have to go down the list now. Yes. So. Okay, and I have to say, like birch tar in this as well. Just yeah, like yeah, yours. yeah. I I smell that big time. And it's it's good. It is really good. It's the oud. The oud really gives it kind of this kind of like. So there's you were oud here. The animalic kind yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, but it also has that kind of soft, powdery, expensive leather thing. Yeah. Ooh. You yeah. know, it's really nice, but I, I, I think it's the July in Texas talking. I, I, don't see, I don't see how we could wear this anytime soon. That's for sure. This is definitely a winter fragrance. And who is wearing this? You know, I actually have wondered this about Matier Premier, the brand. Who is Falcon Leather for? It's, it seems like the outlier. Of the entire line. It, yeah. It really does. Um, it, it really is, because it is very singularly focused on the leather, but in a way that makes it seem a little bit unapproachable to me. It's very, yeah. Okay, let's just we say We are it. big fans, by the okay. I mean, men who train falcons are weird, and the scent is weird, so what a success with the concept. I mean, now we'll really start getting letters. Yeah, because so. we have a big falconry <laughs> yeah. fan base. There's a big overlap between fragrance and falconry, so we're going to get a lot of hate mail. I, it was uh, an odd choice for like an inspiration. You might think like horse reins. Okay. Um, maybe he's uh, into falconry. I think that'd be kind of, I think it's kind of cool. You know, I mean, there's I, always I like, like dogs, but leather fragrances with all of these kind of, you know, esoteric inspirations. What about just a girl who loves to shop? Where's her fragrance? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's not like bitch who likes handbags, the fragrance. It's not cool enough. It should this be. This misogyny. Um, <laughs> sorry I to th- go off on a tangent here. I think yeah. the wine's kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would the notes be on the bitch who loves to shop fragrance? A little bit of, a little bit of vodka splashed in the bottom of her handbag. Definitely Oris and Iris for the Yeah, makeup. yeah, yeah. Obviously, we've got some makeup for touch-ups there. Yeah. What about the girls who just love to shop? Where's their fragrance? A little bit of like, is there a note for, for credit card and, and like Kleenexes? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be such a good idea for a fragrance. Anyway, um, I'm not that into this. I'm going to say I'm a big fan of Matier Premier, the brand, but this is one that just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I was curious. I wanted to go kind of with my theme. The middle one was going to kind of be one that could go either you were either going to like it or not like it. Um, but it wasn't going to be easy. And, uh, and I feel like this is a difficult fragrance. Yeah, because the quality um, is there. I absolutely smell the quality. It's kind of. And the, he's a genius. He really is. He knows what he, for he's me, so But good. yeah, I mean, Neroli Orange and Radical Rose are life-changing sense for me alone uh crystal saffron you mentioned it earlier crystal saffron's real good if if you're a baccarat adjacent girly check out crystal saffron it's amazing what's the ones is it santal santal astral yeah there's just so many good ones i love french flower i really love french flower it's growing on me but yeah this is it's a weird one i don't know i don't find it wearable at all yeah um okay who would wear this literally only a falcon falconer yeah. So, good job with that. Um, okay. Let me get on to your last sample. Sounds good. 
Okay, I have just sprayed Jeff's third fragrance to sample from me. I don't want to get in trouble by gendering fragrances either, but this is a rich lady scent. It smells very refined, very together, very powerful. Um, powerful. Not in the in like projection or or you know anything like that. It's just this is a confident fragrance. Mm-hmm. It is very floral. Um, there is a lot of this is like a, a a lemon or ginger up top, maybe like a tea note. This is not anything that I would wear. This is definitely not a rainy day scent. This is walking around the city early summer, maybe. The sun's out. This is a very just, I don't know, it feels like a, I hate to keep going this route, but it feels like a very like, this is the boss. This is a business lady. She's in charge. She might have like a long full-length jacket on. Really? So you jacket, are you thinking winter? No, like early spring. Okay. Yeah, maybe mid-spring. Maybe in the morning it's Mm -hmm. 50 degrees out. You know, you just have something light on, but it's full-length. And I don't know, going with something. She's about to get on the elevator. It's big. Smell this on her in in uh, in the elevator. It's very just, I don't know, it's very fresh. It's very nice. It's very floral. It's very... There's a green note that could be something like a geranium or but it's not as it's not rosy enough to be mm-hmm. geranium. Um the color is yellow to me. Told you who I envision wearing this season. It is very like a spring-like fragrance to me. You could definitely wear it in the summer because it's not heavy when I it's not strong in a in a heft sense it's strong in like a confidence this is a an assured fragrance um otherwise it's pretty light there's some powdery notes to it yeah it's very feminine yeah what era is it set in it's modern i wouldn't say it's now maybe 90s late 90s early 2000s that's the vibe i got immediately from that yeah it's very um i don't know it's Again, it's very like confident boss working woman in an early 2000s movie. Mm. Yeah. You know, J-Lo's wearing this in that movie. Oh, in the wedding planner? In the wedding oh my planner. God, hell yes. This is J-Lo's fragrance in the wedding planner. That is so accurate. And I'm going to tell you what this fragrance is and you'll be like, yeah. Uh, and I just said who would wear it. And so I would, I mean... Own sampler pitch. I don't want to say pitch because it's a good fragrance. Yeah, it's just it is, not anything I would wear. So really I guess sample so that, you know. Okay. So do you want to know what it is? Yeah. First of all, may I read you this spectacular review from the wonderful Midnight Stinks? Follow her on oh, TikTok, Midnight Stinks. Midnight, yes, she, absolutely. Her reviews are amazing. Yeah. And I, I do love her taste in fragrance too. But I found this review from her on Fragrantica and I just have to read it. It's so funny. Honestly, it's too perfect. It's like a rose who is a mermaid, who is also a cheerleader and a valedictorian and is a natural leader and is never awkward and always knows the right thing to say and would definitely never lock themselves in a bathroom and cry at a party because they were feeling overwhelmed and shy and just wanted to go home. (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) And, you know, it's very similar to what I was describing, except for the rose. The valedictorian mermaid. Um... Okay, so this is Lucien 
by Lise. Oh, wow. Their newest perfume. Yeah. Huh. The, the notes are pomelo, lemon zest, magnolia, water lily, dragon fruit, marine notes, and amber. Okay. The magnolia stands out to me. I don't know why I didn't pick that out because that is one of the things that we have in our neighborhood throughout the neighborhood. We go on a walk every morning with Henry and I smell the magnolia every day. I love it so much. I want to get tons of magnolia fragrances mm -hmm. because of it. It's just, I love it so magnolia much. Magnolia is always going to be like this romantic note to us because it reminds us of when Henry was a newborn. Yeah. And it's just, they're everywhere in this neighborhood. So yeah. it's just, it's every 40 feet, I smell it. And it's just so beautiful. And, um, and I, I don't know, it, you know, it's just, that's really cool. Because I remember receiving that fragrance sample and not really thinking much about it. And I kind of get why. It's not a fragrance I would wear. But no. she described it perfectly. It's not wowing you, but it's so well done. It is. It's tastefully done. And I get the wateriness okay, to it. Okay, and I also nice. have to say it smells, it has that like early 2000s, late 90s feel. Mm -hmm. And probably I think the first fragrance that I wore was like Gap Rain Body Mist. Oh, I don't know if anyone out there remembers that, but oh, I, I definitely know. owned that, and it reminds me of this fragrance a lot. Hmm. So, great, great early Y2K vibes. Okay, <laughs> um, my turn. All right, final one for you as well. You now have your third fragrance. You sprayed me my third fragrance, and you're acting very devious about it. I'm not being devious. <laughs> he also sprayed it on my skin. And this is, right off the bat, this is very interesting. It has kind of a, a charred earth quality, but also a little bit of like wet mulch too. Mm -hmm. It feels very naturalistic. Um, and it's hard for me to call out any certain notes right now. It's still kind of opening up. It feels a little bit cinnamon spicy, but maybe there's some kind of languid, moody florals in the background there. Something about it is extremely feminine to me. Ooh, this is really nice. It feels um kind of introspective and artsy. Jeff is wanting to smell it. Here you go. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this, I don't know why. It's calling back to um, this time. I used to go to this school called Treetops, which was a charter school in Euless, Texas. And it was like run by hippies. And it was literally out in the woods. And something about this is reminding me of the middle school building, which was like, so deep in the woods they had a horrible snake problem but it it does have that kind of hippie quality that school Maybe was shut down the following year no, I mean, honestly i kind of don't know how it's still running um oh, yeah this feels like a 70s hippie teacher scent yeah it it does are you getting any kind of indolic or kind of yeah it's a little yeah. bit pissy with it yeah miss judy was wearing this we call all the teachers by their first names. <laughs> was a hippie school. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I ever even knew any of my teachers' first names. Yeah. It was all their first names. Um, okay. I have to say this definitely has that kind of antiquated Earth Mama vibe that I'm totally into and I'm loving this. And I know that there's leather since you told me that's your theme. Um. Okay, let me go through the questions here. I think the color, it's like a beautiful ruby with flecks oh, of deep that's nice, green. Nice. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of like ember here, but it also feels so naturalistic. 
And like I said, something about this is very much set in the woods to me. Uh, the season is very autumnal. It feels like yeah. may maybe right before uh, Halloween. You know what? This feels somewhat pagan. Yeah. Um, what era is it set in? It could be 1970. It could be, you know, a Salem Witch Trials era. Who would wear this? I answered that. Miss Judy. Hello. I don't know. I'm like actually super into this. Well, let me give you the description. Okay, please. Born out of willpower, willpower to trace ancestry and to preserve it well. This is an embodiment of love and respect of natural materials, a celebration of the legacy of leather. This fragrance becomes an alchemical armor, a vision of harmonious, flourishing, universe-worshipping, caretaking to secure longevity. This perfume is about treasuring the origins and preserving them to, for the future. It is contemporary paganism. So well done. Are you serious? I'm like dead I serious. called out yeah. paganism? Yeah. That's so weird. Interesting. Um, 2021 is when this was. Uh, is this, it's not an Andrea Mack, is it? No. But boy, yeah, that would. Yeah. I, I, guess was, I feel she's, like her she's fragrances. She's witchy, are, maybe not necessarily pagan. Not necessarily. I'm going to guess that this is not a American brand based on that no. brand copy and also based on the fact that they weren't scared of paganism because here in America we are because we are doing Satanic Panic 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going everywhere tonight. Um, what is this? I, I'm really into it now. You want to, um, so you would own, sample, or pitch it? This feels like, you know how I said that um, I really connected with Marissa Zappa's uh, Queen Zynga and I just, mm -hmm. it felt like part of me. Mm -hmm. I would say this is a fragrance that smells like me, the person. Wow. This is interesting because I think this is going to be a subject for another day, but this is the difference between when you can spray a fragrance versus a dabber. Mm. Because we've had this as a dabber for a long time and we never thought anything about it. And we only had just enough for me to spritz two on a piece of paper. And it opened up so differently. It's so much better this way. Yeah. I've never smelled this it's before. It's Quorum or whatever from Orto Parisi. Quorum. Quorum. Is it, sorry, Someone can you please. spell that? Please spell it. I, yeah. I don't even know. I can't see the you know this, in the, my mind. You know this. The leather scent that they released in 2021. Okay. C-U-O-I-U-M. Yeah. No idea how to pronounce that. But damn. Yeah, this we've even smelled this in person that one time. Yeah, it feels but, quite feminine to me. Maybe that's just because this is the kind of lady I happen to be, but it does feel feminine. I think this reminds me a lot of Nasamato's Duro, which is his own. And I feel like Bordeaux really? Parisi is, with this fragrance, has taken Duro to a much more grittier, earthier, adventurous space. It's very space. warm and spicy, though. Whereas Duro is very friendly and easygoing, I think, yeah. and very Duro's soft. Duro's a bit and... Tootsie Pops. Yeah. And this is like... Yeah, there's a lot more chocolate in Duro. And this is so spicy. Mm hmm And yeah. of course, we actually don't know the notes because he famously does yeah. not list his notes, so we cannot say what the actual notes are in this fragrance. But it smells so much better sprayed. Yeah. How is, how is it on skin? I mean, sexy. Yeah? There's a great powderiness to it. But it's really I, I, cool. I love how like old school incense hippie it is. Yeah. It's dated in a way that I love. It's not one that I think 
too many people spoke about when it happened. Of course, 2021, we're still in the grips of COVID. So there's not a lot yeah. of like people going out trying fragrances. Yeah, we haven't. Or being able to smell in general. But um, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think it suffered probably yeah. a little bit from that. But... I would encourage if you like a spicy incense, hippie scent, definitely check this out because this is good. Yeah. I'm going to say I want to own this. Yeah. And, and it's Ordo Parisi, so it's going to last. We know that you get we... plenty of value and throw and sillage and longevity. It's You'll love it. Yeah. Thank you for choosing this. I love it. No problem. All right. That's it. Another great round of the game. Yeah. More to the want list. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.